another Three Amigos Lost Damas podcast with Damien Sheenan, Declan McCormick and Eileen Ring. Two lads, one lady. This is the Other Three Amigos podcast, Lost Damas. On this week's Other Three Amigos Lost Damas podcast, eight CCFC players head to Ireland. Is there a massive overload on our players at the moment? Heidi Mackin, is she the future? A good day for the under-17s. Big changes for the Athlone game. Have they given Danny and team something to think about? We've got Athlone again this weekend. Can we do a drive for 2K? Bows! We find out why Eileen hates them so much. The most pointless six minutes of your life. And so much more. Welcome along to you. Unlucky for some, number 13. It is episode number 13. <laughs> the bingo there. Uh, it is episode 13, Last Damas podcast. Eileen, we've got a new intro. Did you hear it? I did. My mother doesn't approve, but look, I enjoyed it. All right, okay. Because I haven't let you listen to it. But I know, see, I but I know you. it's not a Cork accent and she wants a Cork accent, so look. Um. So, Mrs. Ring... Don't call her Mrs. Ring. <laughs> Don't do you it. Have to. I mean, the woman has Don't. stature. The woman has stature around the club. You, you could not refer to her as a first name. My God, uh, she does. She's wondering why she does a bit of a. She does. She wonder why the our producer Megan is Scottish. Yeah, she wants a Cork accent. Should, okay. Know. Very demanding uh, woman. E- evening to you, by the way, uh, Miss Miss Mrs. Ring. Good <laughs> evening, Ring. gentlemen. How are you? Good, good, good. It's Declan McCormick. Go. Good evening to you. Mr. Sreenan, how are you, sir? Yeah, great, yeah, yeah, thanks. And uh, okay, Mrs. Ray, um, how are you? In his, oh, oh, he's saying hello to you, Aileen, there. Do you I know, because you never say hi to Wayne, so thanks. Yeah, I know. He's, he's going to be listening to this over in Spain. I can see this Rating. is the glass, a glass of, an Estrella glass going flying off the balcony uh, in Spain somewhere. Man arrested due to throwing pint glass off balcony smashing someone in the head. It is in association with our Patreon Patreon sponsors. You are the guy, the people keeping us afloat. And we do appreciate that. You can check out our Patreon on patreon.com forward slash totap or on totap.ie. Click the one that says support our Patreon. It's it's just a small little donation and you're keeping us afloat. We do we've had loads, we've had loads of people sign up. Um, it's brilliant. We don't have to look for we don't have to look for a MSCCasino.com or anything. Who are they? We don't have to look for a sponsor anymore uh, to for Decky's addiction. It's great. It's it's so fantastic. Thank you so much. Let's get on with the show. Ooh, beta. Uh, okay, eight Cork City women are on Ireland duty. So this week, eight of the Academy girls are with the FAI women's teams across three age groups. Eva Mangan, Toe Taps, Eva Mangan, and Chloe Atkinson are at a three-day camp with the under-19s. Niamh Cotter, Fianna, did I get that name right? Fianna? Fianna? Uh, Bradley and Heidi Mackin are on a training day with the under-17s. Uh, and Claude Fitzgerald, Kira Senna, and Keir Fitzpatrick are at a five-day camp with the under-16s in Carlow. The club's future is bright, says the Twitter bots. Just a quick one on this. They're all away. So they all played two matches. Some of them played two matches. Some of them played one match at the weekend. And now they're away with Ireland. And they're back with the club at the weekend while we take on that long. I mean, is, am I right in saying this? Does that sound like an awful lot of stuff going on for, 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 this, for this, this group? Yeah, it's a huge amount. It's a massive commitment. If you're, I suppose, maybe you're almost punished for being a good player in a way in terms of that you're going to be pulled with your own age group naturally. You're going to be pulled up an age, maybe two age groups if you're on under 17 and then you're in with the international squad as well. And it is a really fine line of what's best for the player and player welfare does need to come in and that has to be managed. And um, especially look with girls, we see this really high rate of injuries for various different reasons and obviously player fatigue. And as I said, a lot of these girls, especially maybe with under 17s and 19s, might be very good GA players as well. You might find that they're probably playing at a high level of GA as well. And it is an awful lot and it, it there, there needs to be some bit of communication there. And um, we see it most weekends where our 17s are kind of doubling up into our 19s. And as said, some of them that might be involved with seniors as well. And look, it's a huge, it, it's an awful lot. And I understand, look, they're young or whatever, but we're seeing cruciate injuries, things like that, younger and younger. It's the same in men's football. And maybe is it just overtraining and 
overplaying it's it's a hard thing to get right and it certainly would need somebody very very qualified in strength and conditioning to be tapering training and stuff like that and I don't know if we have that I don't know if many clubs in the country probably have that level of strength and conditioning and um, maybe maybe apart from Shelburne I know I have, I have David O'Connor there would be very very good but like other than that I, I don't know if any club has it um, and it obviously is a worry and I would imagine it's a worry for parents as well because you don't want to be stopping a girl playing senior football if the opportunity is there but at the same time you don't want her breaking down or, get, or even getting fed up of it as well as the other side of it it's just like the, yeah, fed is up, it fed up as well, too yeah. much football as well so look I, I don't know what the answer is but you would hope there's a lot of communication there between the underage management or senior management and the international management that that their workload isn't overwhelming for any player. Because I was looking at this and I noticed, I suppose I, I'd look at the under-19s lineup and I looked at the uh, senior lineup at the weekend and you had the likes of uh, Chloe Atkinson uh, and let's just say Heidi Mackin. And the two of them were with the under-19s in Shelburne. And then they were with the senior team in Athlone a day apart of each other they also I, I don't know about the training Do you, does anyone know about the, when do they train do they, do they train on a Friday night am I right in saying that yeah they've trained on a Friday night yeah okay so they train on a Friday night okay they train on a Friday night then they play a match on the Saturday away and they do they come home then they might go to a match away on, on the Sunday and now they're going away with Ireland and then they have to train it sounds like an awful lot for any, yeah. any player like it's this is it's mental yeah and I suppose you would my hope I know a lot of clubs do train on the Friday night and I would be hoping that training on the Friday night is very match specific things it's uh, pieces it's phases of play and stuff like that and I it'd be I'd be very surprised to hear if a Friday night session was very taxing on a player in terms of physicality wise and because look recovery is as big a thing as performance now and I think even in all the FEI coaching course, I've been on a couple of them. They do hone in on recovery, but look, I suppose it comes down to timing and availability of pitches and stuff like that. But I do know a lot of other clubs train on a Friday night. It's not a, a Cork City only thing, but I would imagine it's not. A very, they're not running the legs off them on a Friday night. I presume a lot of the harder type of work is done earlier on in the week and it's more kind of match specific stuff on a Friday night. But again, yeah, like if you have a girl play, training on a Friday night, going to Athlone on a Saturday or Dublin or Sligo or wherever it is and making that trip again on Sunday, it's madness. Like, and I think Chloe Atkinson played, did she play two nearly 90 minutes? Maybe she didn't play two full games now, but you're not far off it. And that, that is an awful lot. Like it's a really, this isn't a kick about outside the front garden. Like it's a really high level of intense football. And yeah, there, there would be a little bit of concern there. And a player is never going to say no. A player is never going to say no. A yeah. player is always going to want to play. So then, and then a parent can't really get too involved either because this is, again, you're not playing for your local club. This is a higher level. So a parent's not going to want to get that involved. So the onus falls purely on the club to manage them and mind them because that's the most important thing. Player welfare comes above all else for me anyway. And players have to be minded um, and sometimes you have to tell a girl, no, look, I appreciate you are an under-19 player. You want to be here for your teammates, but you just need to stay at home and you need to rest because that's what's what's right for you personally. Declan, and I, I'm just looking at yeah. some of the times of the goals that we've conceded. Do you think do you think it might lead to goal, uh, fatigue? P- players getting tired from like the 60th minute on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's... What, do we do we concede a, a bit of goal, a few goals around the, around those times? I think we do. Looking back, I think we do. Uh, do you think this is something to, yeah. possibly to do with it? Because just just before that, we do have players from who aren't living in Cork, so they must travel to Cork on a we say three nights a week, and then they've got we say a Friday night they have to go home, and then they're traveling away, and then they're coming back and they're traveling. It sounds it sounds tiresome. I can only imagine that it is. To be honest, I can see both sides of it. Definitely see both sides of it. I think. I would like Eileen, and I don't know the ins and outs of the specifics, but I would definitely like Eileen presume that Friday night is a walkthrough match scenario type things. As Eileen said, you know, um, set pieces and things like that. It can't be taxing with a game on a Saturday. I was very, very, very surprised this week when I saw Chloe Atkinson start for the under-19s and when I saw Heidi Macken start. I just didn't expect either girl to play on a Sunday when they played with the seniors on the Saturday, you know? 
And I think one of the biggest issues is, as Eileen says, no, no player is going to say no. And I remember, no, look, I didn't play at any level of anything in any sport. But even still, in, in GAA, like in a lot of the time, especially, what? I would have played GAA. I would have played... I would have played Gan the country where you would be a lot of times expected to play the early under eighty. I, I have seen. Play, I've seen your chess play. trophy, Declan. Stop playing. <laughs> I know. Where I would, know that you were. You were. You would stop. Stop putting yourself down. You were the nineteen eighty nine chess <laughs> under A champion in Munster, weren't you? <laughs> no, I certainly was not. <laughs> was that um i was ranked i was amateur ranked in the country in snooker but that's a completely uh different story altogether were you um, i genuinely was i won the oh cork God, under that's 16s a, that's a tough, i won the cork a... under 16s and the, that got me um got me a national ranking a national amateur ranking but anyway getting away from the point wow, but i can't well even done. remember what i was saying is oh yeah sorry it was the ga and especially country-based yeah you'd often be expected to play minor under 21 and possibly junior b as well you know no it's no comparison to the level that the girls are playing at but you'd never say no and you never not never not wanted to play but i can imagine the big part of this is you're on a bus at loan so you're gone early on saturday morning you're on the bus all day you play your game you try to do your wind down but you don't get a recovery day then on the Sunday because you're back on another bus going to Shelburne. And that for me is a bigger, like, and I'm, I have no sports medicine background or anything else or conditioning background. As anybody who sees me knows I have no conditioning background. But, you know, that to me, the way things are going at the moment is Eileen, in fairness, was trying not to laugh at that comment. And I appreciate that, Eileen, you know, it, it's, 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 I just the, laughed. The, the way to, yeah, the way things are going is that for me, it's that recovery day. And Eileen has mentioned the recovery day and missing that recovery day on a bus and then playing a game. I mean, I think that's a bigger issue maybe because, you know, younger kids, both male and female, seem to deal with that easier than guys who are 26, 27 or whatever the case may be. So that for me might be the biggest issue apart from, you know, 90 minutes or 90 and 70 minutes or however minutes were played or maybe the lack of that recovery and the whole sitting on a bus thing, because we all know sitting on buses, etc. you know, so play, play 90 minutes, go away, play 90 minutes and do the bus thing again the following day, all the way to Dublin. Uh, I don't like to see too much of that, to be honest with you. Wouldn't like to see too much of that. But I suppose they, they're going to argue that they want, to, you know, they want the players to play a step up. But is it a case that we just, we need to, and, and you saw, I mean, I mean, Jess has been recruiting lots of players in the academy the last couple of weeks. Is it the case that we just don't have enough players in the 17s and 19s? You know, I don't, I don't know how to phrase this, actually. It's kind of, do, you want you want to step world. up. You want to get a bit of, yeah, you want to step up and you want to get a bit of first team experience. So. No, like, I, th- I think that, I know what you're trying to say. You're saying, is there enough quality there at, at 17s or 19s to not pull these girls back? And there has to be, because ultimately the, purpose of an under 17 team and an under 19 team is to develop players for the senior team that's ultimately the purpose of underage football at national league level it's to get the best players in the country playing at their local club playing the best players in order to develop to push on to senior level and ultimately the ultimate goal the senior international team that's what you're looking at so like the reality is if you go down to Wexford if you go up to Shelburne and just take as two examples, Ella Malloy, Evie and Clancy, they're not going back in playing underage football. Jesse Stapleton is not going back playing underage football. So I do think, I understand it maybe a couple of weeks ago when our squads looked fairly threadbare, the 17s and 19s, but you just said it, Damien, Jess has signed an awful lot in the last few weeks. The purpose of those teams isn't necessarily to win trophies. Yeah, it's brilliant if they do. It's absolutely outstanding. But ultimately, the success of our academies throughout the club will be judged on how many players come through to senior level. That's my opinion. Maybe that's wrong, but my opinion is that's what you'll judge the, a successful academy on. Not that, oh, we've won, we've won everything year in, year out underage, but no player ever goes on to senior level. I think our academies are successful because at both the men's and women's side because they're producing players for the senior team. 
Thanks for clarifying what I was trying to say, Eileen. Thank you for that. You uh, just didn't want to uh, say, oh, like about quality, like we're trying to be PC. Um, and you, you, so you, you, you asked the question and you answered it. Thanks very much. Um, thanks for that. Uh, Declan, our chess champion, of course. Um, you're about to say something, aren't you? I've got, I just want to let you know, I've got KCs behind me. And what did so you like, get? I got this thing called the Angry Spaniard. Um, oh, no, I'm not talking about Wayne. Um, it's not. It's 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 a new thing. It's it's amazing looking. Um, so Declan, do, do you by any chance have a four and a half minute rant lined up about anything throughout the pod? <laughs> no, but I do have a question for Eileen, so you can. Oh, you brilliant! Know, uh, Listen, I'm, I'm 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 right here. I'm listening to you the whole time. <laughs> I, I swear. Go. It's just a follow up on what you said earlier. Um, your your last piece there, Eileen. I just wonder, was this weekend an exceptional case and that the senior team were missing so many players for a few different reasons that the ripple down effect that was seen this weekend is maybe not something that might be seen in future weekends, you know, whether that plays into yeah, the whole I, situation or not. Yeah, I wonder, like, obviously, as the week went on, it became fairly apparent between illness and injury that we were going to be without an awful lot at senior level. So maybe it wasn't expected maybe that those players we're talking about were going to get as much time at senior level. The issue being going forward is they did so well at senior level at the weekend. Have they proved maybe that's the level they belong at? Maybe they've, maybe they're too, as I said, I've just named Ellen Malloy, Jesse Stapleton. They don't go back in and play underage. If so, is it a case of, yeah, they've ended up there by circumstance of illness and injury, but do they stay there now? I suppose is the question. And that's again a question for management and it's a question for, for both management. But yeah, maybe this weekend was a little bit of an, an anomaly in that it wasn't a later in the week and maybe commitments were made at that point. So maybe it does, but it is something that has to be looked at going forward because that can't be done every weekend. Yeah, but to be fair, then I guess the other side of that is Ellie O'Brien and Chloe Atkinson have been with the seniors for what, three weeks, a month now, is it or so? And Chloe Atkinson still started with the under nineteen. So I mean, yeah, it's it's not good. I just I just don't think it's I don't know. I just like you said, the girls up the country aren't playing going back and playing underage football. I don't think it's I don't think it's good that that we're promoting girls and then putting them back in underage as well. Because yeah, they are yeah, getting I minutes if, with the seniors, like, you know. Yeah, well I think it's a case of someone's getting 10, 15, 20 minutes then by all means because you want them playing football but if it's a case if they're starting with the seniors I don't think they need to be starting at at underage that weekend in particular. Mm -hmm. I'd agree. As I said, I was kind of shocked to see (laughs) Chloe Atkinson and Heidi Heidi Mackins start again especially like we'll get to it later on but Heidi Mackins' performance she's in the senior squad as far as I'm concerned and she she stays there you know Um, and that's that's I mean, yeah, we'll get to it later on. It's just incredible. Mm, yeah, totally agree. Um, okay, our under 17s, they be Treaty 4 2. They went 2 1 down. They went 2 1 down. Kaylee Still, Kara Senna, and Fianna Bradley with two. One of these goals was just, it was just, it's just unbelievable. It was up on the CCFC Academy Twitter page. What a goal. I'm hearing as well that Kira Senna's was a 25 yard worldie. Um, it wasn't recorded, but that was the description given. And I spoke to a few people. Who confirmed it? And I've been told that we've got two serious centre backs there. Zoe Finnerty and Kira Fitzpatrick are unbelievable. That are, you know, we've got some serious 15 and 16s uh, playing there on the under 17. So uh, a good comeback um, on that. You don't want to pick up anything on the under 17s? Just, I think it's Fianna Just Bradley's. Just check out that goal. Fianna, Fianna's Bradley's yeah. 25th yeah, goal of the season. Yeah. Check out. I think the Academy uh, page retweeted it and just go, it's it. worth having a nose at, like, it's class. She is class, to be fair. Uh, and that's it, really, around the club. It's been very, it's been very quiet. Even on the men's pod, you'll notice that the Kami watch is just like they're not doing anything. I think they're, it's, it's, they're, they're holding back until Tuesday and Wednesday until we've recorded to release all the stuff. <laughs> I reckon. Um, okay, on Saturday it was Cork City versus Athlone. Sorry, in the FAI Cup. Um, thanks for leaving in the bows, guys. There, in case just if you want to check the dock there in future, that's great. As Decky said, Heidi Mackin uh, making her. So this one, it was a very um, changed team. Um, I, you know, we were missing, 
is it due to injury or was it just rotation? And I, I'm, I'm, more, I'm kind of conscious that it was rotation because we don't have a, a match for another week. So the likes of Heidi Mackin and Chloe Atkinson, who went away with the 19s on the, on the Sunday, played the senior team on the Saturday. Is there any reason why this happened, Eileen? Yeah, I think we kind of got word towards the end of the week that there was a good few injuries and a lot of illness. I think um, one or two of COVID and just a few injuries. So it was, I think, look, the squad was fairly threadbare. Got a message on Thursday about it and then started hearing a few more were going to be out. And I suppose a lot of really regular starters were going to be out. Look, I suppose they went, I think we went up there more in hope than expectation, but Christ, did they... Did they step up to be fair, everybody? They were they were really incredible. I thought they should have been they should have been ahead at half time. Um missed a few good chances. We speak about it regularly. They're not clinical enough and um, just missing too many easy chances. Um and at loan, look, they're a very, very good side. Again, we've spoken about them in the past. Um and, and they got two goals there in the second half. But like we were right in the game, even at 2-0 down, we always looked a threat think was it a couple of weeks ago the DLR game I said like we offered we had nothing going forward we didn't look to we weren't creating anything that's really changed against Bowes and Athlone again at the weekend I think we created an awful lot and yeah it's it's not ideal that we're not scoring but I'd be a lot more concerned if we weren't creating the chances at all and, and we are but I think look I came on here last week and I, I questioned the mental strength of the squad because I thought they folded up with Bowes but I can only apologise because I was bang wrong because, I mean, the mental strength shown to go into a game like that when your backs are to the wall, you're missing so many players. And I think they really, really stepped up. And look, it gives, it's a big headache now for Danny and for James because do you bring back in all the established players and, and put some of these girls back on the bench? I, I don't know if you do, to be honest. Um, because they were yeah, a lot that of players good. out. So you'd Kira McNamara, uh, DB. Or the DC wasn't there. Becky Casson, uh, Lauren Singleton on the bench. Uh, who else were we missing? We're missing Natalie O'Brien. Natalie O'Brien. I mean, they, so they were all injured or sick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's geez, that's un, that's unfortunate. Decky, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on the game and the? If there's nothing we could have done with the lineup, but do you think, um, as Eileen said, that these players showed put me in the senior team? Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Heidi Mack had made her debut as a 16-year-old. Like, I mean, you would say that she has no right to play as well as she did. But she did. And it was an incredible performance for, you know, a young girl to come in and just play that well. Like, it was frightening. Frightening how composed she was, how good she was. I mean, anybody who listens to this regularly will know what I think of Emily Corbett, you know. And... Like on Saturday, that she did not get a kick. She was not in the game at all. And I mean, there was two reasons. Well, three reasons, basically. Zara Foley, Heidi Mackin and Lauren Walsh. The back three. Between the three of them, she didn't get a kick. Now, I was putting, you know, messing in the WhatsApp, you know, about, you know, I hope Zara Foley leaves Emily Corbett out of her pocket in time to sign for shells and, and things like that, you know. But, like, it was that good from Zara Foley, to be fair to her. But she got plenty of backup and plenty of help from Heidi Mack. And any time that Emily Corbett pulled to that left-hand side, which I guess they would have looked at the team. And at halftime, they definitely said to Corbett, you know, pull left, let's go at young Mackin, you know. And hmm. grand, Corbett pulled left for all the good it did her because so my, my little, um, she didn't get my, uh, she didn't get a look My little in, thing you know? there two weeks ago was with the left. <laughs> Really? That's yeah, well, you know, but it didn't it didn't work as far as no, I know they eventually scored down that side and you know, but that's from uh, I think Kate O'Donovan would feel like she should have got more on the header to clear it and all of a sudden there was a hole in behind. But for a sixteen year old to come in and perform like that, I thought was incredible. And then, as I said, you have Zara Foley next to her and Lauren Walsh on the back on the other far side. As a back three, you now you have Kira McNamara and Danielle Burke waiting to come back into that back three. Like Obviously, they're probably going to bring them back in as senior players, but Christ, it would be very, very harsh on, on Heidi Mack and not to start next week again. But she probably won't as a 16-year-old. You know, you probably won't, like. But if she did, you'd have no fears, you know, because it was absolutely class display from her, I thought. Now, Danny and, James, Joe, and Danny and James won't like me saying this because they're very much about keep the players on their... On the, on, 
you know, keep their feet in the ground and don't big them up too much, etc., etc. But sometimes you see something and there's a performance that you just have to give it credit based on the merit of the performance and forget about all the noise around it. Like, yeah, but I think with Heidi Mackin, like you've in Cork football, women's football, like we have a history of like producing superstars and you hear about them from the age of 12. You're Denise O'Sullivan, Claire Shine, Sarah Shanoon, Megan Connolly, Sarah Foley. Ava Manny and Heidi Mackin is probably the next name that we're just hearing about since she's 12 years of age that look this kid is going to be a superstar and there comes a massive degree of responsibility with that and pressure and it doesn't seem to bother her like she's captained her country she seems to score regularly when she's up in international camps and she's a defender she was absolutely outstanding and yeah there's something to be said for not big enough players but there's also something to be said for saying a fair play or 16 and that at loan attacking threat not just Emily Carr but players around her have been excellent this year and she really said like she looked like a girl who played senior football and women's national league for years and I think she's a really really bright future ahead of her um but and look she's stayed grounded to now has said this is talk around Cork football that Heidi Mackin is a superstar for years and she's still there and she still she seems to work hard anything I hear about her is that she's a great attitude and stuff like that so maybe she won't start at the weekend because as you said she's 16 but do you know what? Maybe you look at the league and some of the best players in the league have started playing week in, week out. So, so why not? Thanks yeah, very much. That, ang- that angry Spaniard <laughs> has been torn apart. Was it um, nice? Um, yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's actually chicken and it's kind of hot sauce. It's like uh, and a bit of mayo on it. You know, like the Casey's, you know, the yeah, Creole. A, yeah. But they've replaced, yeah, it's, it was lovely. It's beautiful, actually. It's tasty. It's so a bit are, hot now. KFC. Are they sponsoring Love this it. episode now? Or are they no, are they just going to talk about their food? No, they wouldn't sponsor a thing. We'll, we'll move on then. Anyway, um, so Athlone, I mean, look, they went up there. Again, this is the second performance against Athlone away where, we, you know, we, we've kind of stepped up. 2-0, was it justified? Was it, you know, was it with something, was that an okay result to take away, um, Eileen? Like if you said to me before the game, would I have taken 2-0? I'd have said, yeah, absolutely. That would be great. Get back on the bus and get back, back down the road. But then the way the game goes, I was actually disappointed that we didn't get something out of the game. So I like I said, it's about taking your chance in the first half and it's a very different game in the second. But no, look, I said before the game, would I have taken it? Absolutely. Do you think Danny is happy with the, the performance decade? Do you think you know he's going to look at it and build on it for this week's game against Athlone at home? I'd imagine they are. They must be happy with the performance. Um, they probably can't be happy with the results because obviously you've performed well. Again, nobody ha- nobody's an interest in moral victories, like you know. Uh, and what we're talking about here is fundamentally a moral victory. So yes, good performance won't be happy with the result. They can obviously take things from that game into this week's game, but then you got to remember, Athlone will do exactly the same. You know, it's it's. It's the same for them as it is for us now, you know. This weekend need to be need to be added again. It'd be interesting to see what happens this weekend, no, to be honest. But like in terms of a 2-0, it was harsh. It's definitely harsh. But we didn't take our chances, as Eileen said. We created enough in the first half to go in at least one up, if not two up. Kind of an inevitable feeling about it that you know, Athlone are going to nick one at some stage and will we be able to get one to to push it to extra time and whatnot. But I mean, there were some bad misses in the first half. It's called a spade of spades, you know. We headed one out from under the bar when it looked easier to score. We hit the bat, we hit the crossbar from what, three yards, four yards, you know. So, I mean, look, they're, they're chances you'd expect to be taken really, you know, and they weren't. So and we paid for that at the back end then, you know. It's still down to the finishing soap. Um, Toe Tappers, become an elite supporter of your favourite podcast by signing up to our Patreon. For as little as two euro a month, you can help us to continue to bring you all your favourite Cork City FC news and fun. Imagine life without Liam Bossen. Imagine not hearing Commie Watch. Well, it's time to stop being a tight arse and sign up to one of our five tiers. Each tier has different perks for you. Click the link on totap.ie or head to patreon.com forward slash totap. We're broke and poor and need your hard-earned cash. We are going to move about, talk, move into this Saturday's game. Are the players going to be back? Are we, are we 
do we know anything about the injury level and uh, return of players? I don't want anyway, to be honest with you. You know, I think there's there they have to wait and see regards illness. Obviously, you know, there's COVID is everywhere again, um, and it does seem mm. to have affected a number of players over the last month, which is understandable. So obviously, they'll have to wait for people to be back to having one line not two and then see how they are and see how they're feeling towards the end of the week you know um so i guess we'll those decisions that will be made <laughs> what two lines down to one is it um, jesus christ so. declan if you're all it's always something with you no you're just pushing yeah, drugs so look, i mean come on you're pushing drugs on kids now like will you stop christ man um <laughs> Eileen, what, I mean, what's the story this weekend? Why? It's five o'clock Saturday. It, it's internal squash. It's a home game. It should be, I mean, you know, this is the one now. Let's get a good, nice crowd down there. Uh, the weather is meant to be a cracker. Uh, do you see that when that buzz gave away free ice cream and they had a big fun day for their last uh, game against Sligo in the FAA Cup? Looked like they got a good crowd. I was kind of getting worried that they may have, now I know it wasn't a league fixture, but... They went full on for like a fun day, free ice cream. It was free if you were a season ticket or kid um, or one of the members and five-year entry. Should, there should be a push from the club to do something like that for this weekend? Yeah, there needs to be a push from the club at some stage, whether it's not this weekend, the following weekend, because we have the Euros. We have a massive qualifier for the women's senior team that's sold out. So like as we've said it before, like women's football is growing and growing, but if you don't jump on the back of it now, you're going to miss out. Um, yeah, I saw the crowd at Daily Mount. I was like, oh shit. But yeah, um, it's, um, <laughs> oh. it's a bit but like, yeah, look, it's, it's little things like that. And then it gets players in or future players in and supporters in. And there's a lot of summer camps going on at the moment. Can we be giving out tickets? Um, I know if that's the FAI or our own camps, can we just give out free tickets? Because I don't think it's about women's team really runs off the gate that's coming in so can you just said i know like schools and stuff are out so can you use summer camps get as you said something like, like an ice cream truck and face painting and look, not see even ice cream truck. They, can, they can be expensive just go to like yeah look, just, go, go buy, buy them cheapy old one of them what are the, what are the worst ice lollies that you can buy the, uh, the sparkles is it do you remember oh them they're like 10 yeah, cents 10p. 10p you know yeah. just buy a, a truckload of them and just hand yes. them out it's free just little things I, like that, like it's, yeah, be yeah, careful it is, now. Free ice cream, you're sounding like Decky you now. <laughs> <laughs> Lure the kids um, in with free ice cream, God above. <laughs> but but I think this is a perfect. This would have been a perfect week. Athlone, who you know they, they they've performed well against them twice this season. Get down the cross. I mean, this will be a big one to get. You know, it would have been nice to get something going for this this match especially. You know, I know we've got Sligo on the twentieth of August as well, which is at home. So maybe they might do something for that. For that. Or maybe they should maybe they should have sold a double header. You know, yeah, like two it, matches it just, together. I just don't I would hate to think that the club are leaving this kind of as I said momentum built on the back of the Euros heading into a big qualifier for the R Cedar team and leaving it go without doing anything, trying to pull in that extra support that is there for women's football and people maybe that hadn't watched before, maybe had watched the Euros now, maybe there was a nine or 10 year old girl watching the Euros and thought Bet Mead was class or whoever else was class. And yeah, well look, these girls have, some of these girls have played here in this league. So like, and played on, in Turner's Cross, so why not get in and, and support them, you know? And I think it'll be, it's going to be a big missed opportunity from the club if they don't look to push some game in terms of an attendance. And they could bring back Corky, even, which we will be talking about in the men's pod. Or maybe you should, like, is Corky, does, Corky, does Corky have a gender? Is he? he he's he's non-binary. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, like, they bring a female Corky, like Corkyetta or something. I, did I see our women's manager had, he had a picture up of Corky, located. Exactly Murphy? Yeah, in it. Really? Yeah. On Twitter? In it. Go on and check. In it? In You're it. You're having a laugh, mate. <laughs> did, did he put up a picture of Twitter? He did, of, I'm of, sure. Of when? He caught his head the other day. You're joking me. Genuinely. I don't so has he, did he kill him? Because we're having a massive discussion on the men's pod about Corky that she said at the moment. Uh, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he did. Corky doesn't wear he any pants. Do you think he was... Right, <laughs> like, of course you would notice um, that. <laughs> 
I would say as well that the there is a girls only Corky camp which is starting on the 16th of August in Bishopstown from the 16th until the 18th, 18th uh, which will be coached by the players from staff uh, from the players and staff from the women's team. Uh, I think there's still availability on that. You can sign up on the Cork City FC .ie website. Uh, so he it's obviously a, it's deleted a, it's, it. Yeah, I think you're lying. He got in trouble. I wasn't lying, I'm telling you now. Mm, okay, yeah. So, a girls only camp, which is starting up, uh, which is good. I, I, you know, And I, I do think that, that I know my own daughter, like, she, look, she, she loves, she's getting into football and stuff like that, but she wouldn't be interested in going to a camp with, with, with lads. Do you know what I mean? She's, because yeah. she, she hates them. And, you know, and I will kill them. Uh, so, you know, that's, <laughs> that's, I will kill them if they go near her. So, um, so I do know that, that that's a great idea, the girls only. But this is the time now. The Euros have just finished. They should have been certain distance last week. This it should have been it. Two games coming up, 13th against Athlone, 20th against Sligo. Double header, loads of ice cream. Declan as Flossie the Fox. Or Flossie <laughs> the Bunny. And more. Declan, what can we do this Saturday to, you know, we, we've spoke about the, the, the t- what the club should do. What can Danny Murphy do? What? To, to, to what? To win the game? Or to drive the attendance? Yes. Or... That's his job. That's his, yes. To win the game. This is it. What can he do? This I'm not is sure, it. to be honest with you. I'm not sure. I think I think everything... I don't know. Like, obviously, they want to win games. But I don't know. Are we actually wasting our time worrying about winning games this season? You know, is is should the rest of the season just be for bloating players? No, but it's not. No, it's actually not a defeatist attitude. It's it's a looking forward attitude. You know, it's it's taking the pressure off the games that remain for the for the rest of the season, and just saying, look, these games are about performances and not about results. Because I don't think we're going to get many results, to be honest with you, and that's that's just being perfectly honest and maybe brutal, but. The performances are improving and the performances are there. And I think one of the big things, and you mentioned this earlier, Damien, was about kind of from the 60th, especially from the 70th minute onwards, that last 20 minutes, that last half an hour period. Danny identified very early on when he came in that there was a lack of base fitness there. And I think that really shows from that 70th minute on. It's like... You know, we had 70 minutes on Saturday and I, I was exchanging messages with Eileen. I was like, here we are, the witching hour. You know, let's see. Mm-hmm. But but it is. It's it's like we've we've conceded numerous goals in that period, and it's. I think it's down to due to the to that fitness issue that when your body gets tired, your brain gets tired. You get mentally fatigued. You get physically fatigued. You make mistakes. You switch off for a second. You know, it's all those things all linked together. And we have given away a lot of goals in those periods, and that can't actually be fixed until they get into preseason and get that base level fitness to a much higher level and a much higher standard, you know? So I wouldn't, again, I'm going to say, I wouldn't be too worried about results for the rest of the season. It's just about performances. And it might even be about 70 minute performances and trying to hang on then for the last 20, you know? On the plus side, Treaty are playing Shelburne away, which is, um, which is good. Um, so no matter how bad we do, we know they'll probably do worse. Um, would, I mean, would they be our biggest rivals, do you think? Like, are they the ones we hate? I think at the moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's who are close to us on the table. And I think there's obviously that interlink of they have some of our former players, we have some of their former players. So there's always going to be that little extra bite. And it's our nearest game as well. Um, so a lot of girls even might have grown up playing against each other and stuff like that. So mm. look, that, there'll always be that little bit of bite. But long term, I don't want Treaty to be our rivals because it's not a great sign of where we are as a club, you know, because they're obviously down okay. the bottom and... Ideally, they should be irrelevant to us, but at the moment... Who would you be <laughs> aiming for next year? Like, who would you be aiming for as a rival next year? Um, Bose, DLR... You just, you hate Bose, don't you? I hate them. I really do. You have no idea. Were you, were you, were you like, going out with a Bose player and she dumped you no. or something like that? Because the no, hatred never. for them is just... Oh my God, it's unbelievable. Like, never. No like... dubs in my life. <laughs> Give me a call, guys. <laughs> the hatred is unbelievable. Um, speaking of Bose, okay... John O'Sullivan tweeted us during the week saying, are we doing the drive for 2K this year? I have a couple of buses ready. Declan, I posed the question to you. Uh, The only game which would fit would be Bose on the 22nd of October. 
Okay, so that's the only kind of one. Like there's no there's no point on the Piedmont one on the 15th. I think the last home game is Bowers on the 22nd of October. What are your thoughts? Are we just going to kind of just hold back this year and maybe support it's, or it's, are we going to go for it's it? It's my opinion, my considered opinion based on what we learned from last year's process that the only time to do a drive like that is in the period where the schoolgirls league aren't playing games, you know, and we're back in that period. Where, and we couldn't, we couldn't find a date within that period. Like it would actually be the Athlone game on Saturday that we were looking at initially, but you were going on holidays on the Sunday. Scotty was away on holidays and it just, it, we just couldn't find a, a, a date that, that works. So you're blaming us. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm saying, I'm saying we couldn't find a date that works. If you notice, I'm always with the we, um, I don't apportion blame to any individuals. Um, so, <laughs> and we would push you out in front of a bus. <laughs> Absolutely, time and time again. But sure, that's fine. But I do think the the best time to do it, or the only time to do it, is when the schoolgirls league is off. They'll be back in October. Obviously, the schoolgirls league, schoolboys league. I just, yeah, I just don't think it works. I just don't think it works for us. Now, if the club want to do something and other people want to do something, then obviously we would give them all the publicity and all the help and all the backing that we can. But. Like my considered opinion would be without the clubs, it's not really feasible and it's not doable. And the clubs mm. won't be able to do it in October because they'll have games and their games will not be called off and will not be clubs who want to come will yeah. not be helped by the leagues. But the five o'clock uh, kickoff well. might help. It might. It might. Um, yeah. For the clubs, like. I look, as you know, myself and Scotty came out of last year's one kind of. Who's Scotty? Disheartened. Wayne came out of it very disheartened by what we came up against, etc. in spots, you know. Um, so I'd love to do it. I'd love to do it. But I think the time has passed for this year. So that would be my considered opinion. You're so defeatist. We'll just do it anyway. <laughs> Let's just do it. 22nd of October, Bowers. Bowers. And we can play all the... Black and tans and the wolf tones. We can get chance in the shed, abusive ones going. It's God, yeah, hang on, if you get involved with holes, their social media is going to want to get involved. They're going to want to get no, involved. Yeah, and you're dealing directly with them. Yeah, and you're dealing with them, Damien. And, you know, I'm not. Oh, no, no, I meant you. Declan, you are our PR Justice warrior. Guru. You go for yeah. it. <laughs> chance. Um, no okay, chance so you look. Plant a tree. Let them know you planted a tree and they'll be delighted with you. John O'Sullivan, we will um, we will discuss it in our WhatsApp group. Um, but yeah, leave it with us. Leave it with us. De- okay, Declan. Oh, sorry. Did you want to pick up? Did you want to pick up on something uh, in terms of Wexford Jutes? What did we say about throwing fellas under the bus not twenty minutes ago? No, um, no. I, I, I said I do. I, just, I would do it. He said he yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did I want to pick up on something? Push you in front of it. Well, I, I, I suggested something today that might be a topic, and Eileen, with, in her eternal wisdom, taught me why I was 150% wrong and that it shouldn't really be necessary to have it as a topic. And I kind of accepted that. But the point I was making it was like, we're aware that Wexford youths are sniffing around some of the Cork City under 17 players under 15s, under 19 players. And just the point I was making was, what the f*** are Wexford Utes doing in Cork, trying to take players who are living in Cork and asking them to travel two, two and a half hours to Wexford for training, so maybe twice a week, three times a week, then for a match, you know? That, to me, is unnecessary. It's something that I wouldn't necessarily like City to be doing in terms of going that far. Obviously, we have a catchment area of, of Kerry... Tipperary and and Eileen will tell me no we should be going that far and we should be trying to get players down but I just heard it and I kind of went are Wexford not satisfied I mean they seem to be in if you have a pair of boots and have kicked the ball in under 17 National League for any team it's almost mm-hmm. like Wexford will sign you or will want to sign you or will make an effort to sign you <gasps> I have you. a chance I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand and I don't think long term it's good for the game 
because you get a bottleneck then in Wexford. All these players are going up to Wexford. They're all being told the same thing. You come up to us. If you're good enough, we'll give you a shot in the first team. The first team is very, very so this good. So this is Wexford it's youth, very, very youth good. that we're talking about again. <laughs> hey. Woo. Um, wait, wait, so there wait, isn't wait. space. It's there there isn't space. <laughs> there isn't space in the first team for all these youth players to, to make the progression. And like I'm, I'm being told that they have twenty under 19s this year who are not going to progress to first team football. Where do those girls go? They dissipate back around. Some of them will never play national league again. Some of them will go back to clubs that they had relationships with before they left for Wexford. But as I said, you run into that bottleneck. So if if you're from Cork and you're getting told all this stuff by Wexford, yeah, it's great. But I I just can't understand why anybody would consider going all the way down to Wexford from Cork. I mean, there's a proven pathway at Cork City already. Danny has proven that he will give youngsters a chance. Not alone will he bring them into the squad, he will play them and he will give them game time. And if they're good enough, he'll consistently pick them time and time again. As Chloe Atkinson, Ellie O'Brien have found out, Heidi Mackin, I think, is going to find out now as well. And those girls are young. They're only 16, 17, you know, and they're getting an opportunity. I just, I don't understand why you would even consider going down to Wexford when you're going to run into a bottleneck. And that bottleneck is long-term. I don't think that bottleneck is good for Wexford because like all the under-19s this year that don't get don't get to, to progress to see them, they leave Wexford with a bad impression. Oh, I was told I would get a shot and I was told I would get this and I didn't get it. So screw Wexford, etc., etc., etc. This and, is football. This you. happens at the, in the men's game. And it happens in the women's game. If you look at the, the Cork City under-19s at the moment, some of them lads won't make it. You know, that's it. You know, you, you, haven't, clubs, yeah. you haven't progressed. I mean, Decky, like, I, I just, I find this the strangest rant. I, I think you may be on the wacky-backy or something. Because I, I think this might, <laughs> no, this is the wacky-backy. And like, you've just gone in. Like, you just on. asked a question. I don't see why a girl would want to sign for Wexford Youth and we have a proven pathway. Because they were in the Champions League two years ago because they won the FAI Cup last year. That's why. Yeah, they've because got, they've and higher, if we are successful at senior level, there's no player in Cork going to go down to Wexford. There's no player in Cork going to go up to Dublin. It's not just a Wexford Youth problem. It's a league problem. It's a league issue. It's a, it's a football issue. Players will move to a better team if that's what works out for them. There's no point in saying, oh, well, Wexford are pro- promising them a girl, the sun, the moon, the stars, because mm. as I said to you in the group earlier on, Wexford signed a couple of girls last week in the last few weeks from Treaty. Cork City were in for those players. I guarantee you Cork City promised them everything that Wexford promised them. The only difference is they probably looked at it and said, yeah, well, look, maybe Cork City's a project not for another, that's another three or four years off. Wexford are competing now, like, and they will be for another couple of years. Um, so it's up but ultimately first, now to the- Danny to sell Cork City as a project. Pointless, ridiculous, pointless rent. Just no, the very, the very time. fact. Excuse me, excuse me. The very fact that Wexford are competing <laughs> now and are competing at such a high level should say to those players, "I'm not going to get a shot down there." What is wrong with him? But they're I'm but they are giving underage players a shot. That's but why when they are giving underage players a shot. Declan, this is the this is this I, I'm this like is the silliest thing I've ever heard. This is football. This is football. You know what I mean? Clubs will promise players everything. Oh, and, and you, know, you said like you don't it's, think it's, a player is going to go to Wexford, but you think Jack Doherty is going to come up the other side? No problem. <laughs> but that's but that's professional because we will increase Jack Doherty's wages. We'll make him a pro. We'll do all those things. And Wexford I'm talking about, I'm, ta- hang on, I'm talking about parents. It. I'm talking about parents. I'm talking about parents driving kids to Wexford two, three times a week. You know, when the likelihood of them making it at Wexford is far less at the moment than it is at them making it at Cork City. That's kind of fundamentally where I'm coming from. How, how do you know that? How do you know that the coaching setup at Wexford is, is not as good as, as cities? I'm not saying I'm it's not as good. I'm now, saying yeah. if, if you look now, if you look now at what's happening in Cork City, young kids are getting their shot. Ellen Malloy is an exceptional talent. She's an exceptional talent. That's why she's getting her go at Wexford. But as I said, I was told, I don't know. Like, Ellen Malloy's not their only player. Know. I don't underage. even know why I'm doing this now. That other prick just opened his mouth about pointless, Wexford. Pointless, absolutely set all this shit rent. off. Like. Right, what if it's... it's right. There you go, pointless. everybody. Thank you. It's rightless. It's pointless. pointless. I'm just going to shut up. Yeah, I, uh, there you go. I do apologise for, for... Do you know what now? 
If the other three of podcast could give you back that six minutes of your life, we could, okay? In those six minutes, you could have done many other things. And I apologize, okay? I do apologize. You've listened to something that was absolutely point. Uh, do you agree with Declan? If you do, get your head checked. Um, I was going to say you could tweet us, but there's no point. Do we have anything else to pick up on this week, guys, before um, we head off? No. Okay, um... This Saturday, it is last words, Eileen. Uh, this Saturday, it's. Uh, I'll just. I'll just introduce the match, and then you can say, "I just want them to win." Uh, this Saturday, five <laughs> o'clock, in Turners Cross, it is Cork City FC versus um, Athlone. It'll be great for a win. Uh, be You'll be. He- I presume both of you guys will be heading there. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Declan, you you available? Are you heading to Wexford? Uh, I'm. <laughs> I'm going to watch the Wexford. YouTube what is it with Wexford? I mean, the whole um, Jack Doherty thing. I mean, you've got yeah, something. You, like, you just love you? Wexford, don't you? Like, And actually, we went to an away game last year. The only away game we went to last year. Where was it? Where was it? Wexford. Wexford. Like, yeah. What's, yeah. Go- what's going on? What's going on with Wexford, Declan? What's what's the love affair? with? It? We thought it was just Jack Doherty. Now it seems the entire county. What's the love affair? Tell us. But I was, but Were I you was, dumped I, by I someone from did. Wexford? No, I was kind of like, there's no love affair. Well, like, I do like, I, I, I do like Wexford as a club, to be honest, which I think they have a lot of redeeming qualities and a lot of redeeming features. Um, but I don't like the strategy of running around chasing every 17 year old who ever kicked a, a ball in, in, in the under 17 league, to be honest with you. you know? What's going on? That's hardly a, I'm, I'm digging a out like it's hardly a, an Amore situation, right? Mm. Um, last words, Eileen. Do a win. Do a win. There you Score go. goals. Eileen uh, is so excited she can't even speak proper English. Uh, do a win. Declan, last words. Uh, you can't expect me to have last words now after the last 10 minutes, like, can you? No, actually, yes, there was yes, enough yes, last yes, words. Yes, right. yes. What, what can I say, like, you know? What can I say? I love Wexford. Strawberries. There is no strawberries. Is, is there uh, Last Lamas next week? Because I am going on holidays this week, which means I will not be here. So I don't know. I no. leave it up to them. I don't. Do you know what? Now no, I, no. I don't care. Um, okay. So as of tomorrow, <laughs> I will turn off my phone, and I just do not care. Not, we have a game Monday night anyway. I don't care. Um, I, oh yeah, I don't care. I don't care what you do. I really don't. That's it, everybody. Uh, thank you very much to our Patreons. Again, if you want to check out our Patreon, it is patreon.com forward slash Totap for sponsoring us and supporting us uh, this week. And uh, yeah, that's it. I will say adios. Adios, adios. Aline. Adios, adios. Adios, adios. Adios, adios. Become an elite supporter of your favorite podcast by signing up to our Patreon. For as little as two euro a month, you can help us to continue to bring you all your favourite Cork City FC news and fun. Imagine life without Lean Bossen. Imagine not hearing Commie Watch. Well, it's time to stop being a tight arse and sign up to one of our five tiers. Each tier has different perks for you. Click the link on totap.ie or head to patreon.com forward slash totap. We're broke and poor and need your hard-earned cash.